podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to another video and podcast from fantasyfootballscout.co.uk. My name is David and today we're going to have a look at a very uh, pressing issue in FPL right now which is what to do with those Manchester United attackers. Bruno Fernandes and Marcus Rashford have combined for a total of nine points after two game weeks so far and that's back-to-back blanks for both of them despite them being highly sought after at the start of the campaign um, with nice fixtures as well a home match against uh, Wolves and then an away game against Spurs which many thought would suit their counter-attacking prowess but alas it was not to be and so going into game week three a lot of people have two free transfers there's a couple of midfielders who are really uh, staking a claim for pl- places in people's teams Foden is very popular this week um, Burmo has started the season with an absolute bang and so there are a lot of people out there wondering if they need to give Give these Manchester United attackers one more chance or if they need to boot them out of their team. And we're going to have a look at that issue now with a few bits uh, from the Fantasy Football Scout members area. So we're going to have a look at some tables, some heat maps, some touch maps, some shot maps, all sorts of good stuff. And so if you haven't already sorted out your membership ahead of Game Week 3, now is the time to do it. We've extended again the uh, pre-season prices so you can save up to 30% uh, on your membership and that will enable you to go and have a look at this in even more detail than I'm able to go into uh, today. And of course, all sorts of other benefits as well. So let's start off by having a look at the form that these guys have shown so far because obviously yes these players have not got any attacking returns yet but it is worth saying that you should bear in mind if you own these guys it's not for lack of trying. So we'll start with Marcus Rashford who after two matches has had six uh, sorry seven shots in the box uh, which is the fourth highest in the Premier League. So only Haaland, Visser and uh, Odson Edouard have managed more shots in the box than him. Uh, that's more than uh, Eze, Diaz, Jota and Ketia and Bermo, Jackson and uh, Pape Sar who are all tied on six. And so Rashford has been shooting. So at the very least he is having a go. <laughs> you know, sometimes if you uh, have a player who's not done too much in the first two game weeks of a season and you go and have a look at the fact he's barely having any shots at all and not very many in the box you know that I think would be more of a red flag that you need to sell that guy whereas the fact that Rashford is at the very least trying I think is is worth bearing in mind now it's also worth bearing in mind admittedly that his accuracy is not necessarily uh, as good as his persistence so the players that are top of the league or the, the top three in the league four shots on target so far March on six Visser and Burmo joint second on five Edward Haaland Diaby Mope and Wilson joint third on four um, Rashford's not able to trouble that echelon of the shots on target so he is having a few accuracy issues at the moment which you could argue is perhaps maybe um, a knock-on effect of him playing in the centre forward role where maybe snatching at a few of these shots so he's having the efforts but he's not able to actually get them on target because perhaps maybe harried off the ball a little bit more by the centre backs I think we all know that Rashford is much much better when he's facing goal as a wider player than he is with his back to goal as a centre forward and that's perhaps being shown in his shot accuracy uh, as well so that's Rashford and his goal threat because that's largely what we expect from him let's have a look at what uh, Bruno's done so far well he's had he's created seven chances so so far in the first two matches, two of them have been big. Uh, he's joint second in the league for big chances created and he's joint fourth in the league for 
just raw key passes. But crucially, where he actually ranks for non-penalty XGI, so that's uh, expected goal involvement when we remove the penalties from the situation. And of course, Bruno's not actually had any of, of those yet. Uh, he is actually top of the league for that particular stat with a non-penalty expected goal involvement of 2.12. Um, and uh, when you put the penalties back in, he is so you just go for expected goal involvement on its own. He ranks second, and of course, and Burmo is the one who is top of the league for that because he's had two penalties so far. And what that means is Bruno so far is underperforming against his expected goal involvement of by by a delta. Of minus 2.12, so he should have been involved in 2.12 goals, has been involved in none at all. And you have to say that underperformance against XGI is hardly something that uh, Bruno Fernandes has made uh, a career out of, especially at Man United. And so my general thought on this particular stat is that it indicates that Bruno should have got something so far, perhaps a little bit unlucky not to have done, and so that means that at some point, he should revert to form. He should be able to, uh, to, to, to swing this round in an opposite direction and operate in line with the expected goal involvement again, either by sticking away uh, some chances that he gets um, and, and performing in line with like a high XG chance, put it away, and you know he's, he's reverting to form in terms of performing against expected goals. The same with his expected assists as well. Or alternatively, what he could actually do is he could actually overperform against his expected goal involvement in the next couple of games because we know that's something that he is capable of and has been capable of in the past and he could reset his delta that way, for example. So just based on what we know of Bruno for the number of years that we've been watching him in the Premier League. And so the question then becomes, if we think that's coming, and I think most people would argue that um, it, sh it should come at some point. I don't think there's anybody out there who is of the view that Fernandez is less of a good player at the moment. Um, of course, we have to say that the data we're looking at is only two games old. So there's you know lots of gaps in it, lots of ifs, buts and maybes that we haven't discovered yet, for example. Um, to, so there is that there to, to think about. But I, I think most people would, would largely agree with the view that he will eventually reset against this. Uh, and the question becomes, can he do that against Nottingham Forest? Well, now this is, this is perhaps the trickiest part of this whole thing because I think most people, when they look at the form of uh, Bruno statistically, um, more so than Rashford, um, people are sort of quite happy to go, OK, this is a good fixture um, and the form could be coming. So let's just give it a go. It's not quite as simple as that because I do have to point out that Nottingham Forest's defence could potentially be in a bit of a transition in the positive direction. So let's have a look at how they got on last season. Uh, they were famously the worst team away from home last time out. Uh, and so, you know, of course, at Old Trafford this weekend, maybe that form is going to continue. Um, across the whole uh, campaign, they were, uh, they were fourth worst for big chances conceded. So they conceded 92 big chances across the whole campaign. Only Liverpool, Leeds and Fulham uh, allowed more than that. But there's a big but here. Um, the way that they've started the campaign is almost to the opposite of that. So what I've got on the screen at the moment uh, is the teams that are the six worst teams for big chances conceded so far. Aston Villa are at the bottom, but basically all of those came against Newcastle and what we are probably expecting to be a bit of an anomaly uh, statistically. But Fulham, uh, joint worst and even spread across their two games. Liverpool, Everton, Spurs and Wolves uh, in reverse order as the bottom six. Where's Nottingham Forest? Nowhere to be seen. 
unfortunately, <laughs> for those who are sort of backing United this week, Nottingham Forest have actually, so far, statistically, been one of the least obliging defences in terms of giving up big chances. They actually conceded zero big chances uh, against Arsenal. Arsenal had to score both of their goals uh, from situations that were not deemed big chances, were not considered to be high XG opportunities. Saka's goal especially was was fantastic. It was a world-class goal um, to had to be scored against this team. Then, against Sheffield United, just the one big chance conceded and again it took an incredible finish uh, from the uh, new blade uh, uh, Harmer to to get past Turner and so what that's all meant is that after the first two matches uh, the top five teams for fewest big chances conceded contained West Ham and Newcastle on two each Brentford on one level with Nottingham Forest and Man City uh, as you would expect are yet to concede a big chance after two games and yeah Nottingham Forest is a joint second best for that which is a bit frustrating uh, and and even against Arsenal away from home where typically they were worse last season they were able to limit Arsenal to no big chances so it's 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 a scary situation to be in for these United attackers because the form they haven't quite lived up to the stats they've been posting yet can they finally revert to form against Nottingham Forest well against last season's Forest you would put a lot of you would put your house on that but so far we're not necessarily seeing evidence that they're whipping boys still because there's lots of teams already that are conceding big chances at a much faster rate than them over the first two matches However, there's one last area that could provide a little bit of hope, and that's where we're going to have a look at some specific matchups. So we can look at the numbers of where these shots are coming from for Forrest, but let's have a look at the location of those shots and see if we can find any glimmer of hope. Are Nottingham Forest giving up chances or giving up assists in locations where Rashford and Fernandez so far have been offering the same? And so what we've got on the left-hand side of the screen is another extract from the Fantasy Football Scout members area. It is a chances-created conceded heat map for Nottingham Forest over the first two games and all of the different blobs represent where someone has created a chance against them and the more aggressively red and orange that blob is the higher the XA of that chance the higher um, expected assist of that chance Uh, and the bluer it is the lower and so what we can see uh, from this particular image on the left is that um, largely a lot of the assists have come f- uh, in and around the corners of the penalty box. That seems to be where Forrest are conceding most of their attempted assists from. Uh, but there's a much higher... So what's really interesting here, actually, is that in terms of the raw numbers, they've conceded six chances down their left, they've conceded six chances down their right, and they've given up three through the middle in terms of shots, which we'll get to in a minute. Uh, these are just assists on the screen at the moment. But um, that obviously only tells you the numerical value, not the quality of those chances. And what we can see is that down their left-hand side, uh, they are conceding higher expected assist um, incidents. So that the, the key passes being played on their left-hand side of defence are more likely or have a higher chance of leading to a goal than the ones conceded down their right. Now that is initially uh, a little bit uh, discouraging for those of us that have noticed that of course Rashford so far has largely been operating uh, well he has he operates best as a left-sided forward he has been operating as a forward so far with the suggestions he could move back to the left wing um, and then um, with Fernandez largely his position is, is, has been quite central um, 
But it's worth saying uh, that, well, we'll start with Rashford on the right-hand side in terms of where his assists come from. We're not expecting much in the way of assists from him. You sort of have to flip this image in your mind if you're watching the video because, um, you know, we've got um, their opposite ends of the pitch. Uh, but basically, so far, Rashford has created two chances down the right-hand side, just one on the left. So there's a there's a small chance that maybe he can get himself an assist from this particular role. Let's have a look at Fernandez uh, then. And uh, unfortunately, um, he's had a higher concentration of attempted assists from the left-hand side in those areas where Forrest have actually been limiting the quality of the chances they've been uh, conceding. And then obviously some have come from, from set pieces for Bruno as well. So in terms of expected assists, that is a bit discouraging. Although it's worth saying that in terms of the actual touches for Fernandez, he is, have, has had quite a healthy um, uh, conglomeration of touches in and around that area that on the Nottingham Forest chances conceded heat map, uh, they have been conceding chances from that area. So far, Fernandez hasn't been able to create in that zone, but he has been able to touch the ball there. Um, and so it means that something's got to give there um, and maybe there's a slight glimmer of hope. Yeah, the keyword being glimmer. <laughs> uh, let's move on to the XG then. So this is an XG shot map conceded for Nottingham Forest. Uh, it's sort of similar to the to the to the heat map. In effect, the higher the XG of the chance that has uh, been conceded, the bigger the bubble. Uh, if it's blue, it's on target. If it's green, it's a goal. Uh, and if it's red, um, it um, was a miss. Um, you know, off target. Um, and so. Uh, well, sorry, that's for the attacking player. For the defensive player, it's green if it was off target, it's blue if it was blocked, and then it's red if it was a goal conceded. So basically, what you can see on the left-hand side is a sort of diagonal spread across the right-hand side that kind of starts just outside the box, uh, somewhere between uh, the left-hand edge of the box and the middle. Um, that goes diagonally across and bleeds across into the left-hand side of the penalty box, which makes a lot of sense when you consider uh, the, the quality of the chances they were conceding outside the box going into that zone. So that seems to be where they're offering up um, the most uh, chances and the chances that are the biggest. And there's a quite a, there's quite a massive gaping uh, gap on their chance, XG shots conceded that have come from uh, someone entering into the box and having a shot on the right-hand side of Forrest's defence, which means that players that are having opportunities on their, on their right-hand side on, which would mean Forrest's left-hand side of their defence, that seems to be where they're conceding their chances from. So can we find any Man United uh, shots in and around that area? And thankfully, yes, we can. So when we, we talked about um, Rashford and his touch, where he's touching the ball and where he's operating, the interesting thing is, despite the fact that he um, typically operates better as a left-sided forward, um, you know, as in uh, as a winger, inside forward, whatever you want to call it, he usually does better on the left-hand side. So far, in the central role, it has uh, created a situation where when he has moved to take his shots, they have happened to the right-hand side uh, of a central area. And so what we can see, if you flip these two images in your mind, we've got um, seven of these shots, and five of them have taken place on the right-hand side of the penalty spot, which is which puts Rashford's shot output so far in that weak zone that we can see in the Nottingham Forest defence uh, on their right-hand side, which is quite encouraging because it means that if Rashford continues to play and continues to operate in the way that he has done in the first two games against this Forest defence as it's operated so far, it is only two games, we do admit, but there's already an emerging trend here 
it, it could mean could mean goals for Rashford, which is encouraging. Then in terms of Fernandez, well, slightly less encouraging in terms of uh, that particular weak spot. But the secondary weak spot here arguably is on the edge of the box uh, towards, uh, funnily enough, the left-hand side, uh, which is actually where the predominant uh, amount of shots for him has come as well. And so... If you, if you, as I said, if you flip those two images in your mind, you can see that there is a general trend of similarity between where Fernandez has had shots so far and where Forrest have conceded shots so far. There is a link up there which could suggest that Fernandez could get some goals from that area, or at the very least, lots of efforts on goal. And then it's down to Matt Turner to decide the fate of how many points Fernandez is going to score. So hopefully uh, that was useful for people. Hopefully it wasn't too confusing because there's a lot of maps involved there. But uh, as I said, a lot of that comes from the Fantasy Football Scout members area. So if you want more information and, and be able to play around with some of those a little bit more, or maybe even run a similar exercise like I've done here for some different players. Lots of people are being talking, uh, being talked about this week, such as Foden, Jackson, what to do with Watkins, for example. And so you can find out the answers to questions related to them using that little exercise we've done there in the members area. So make sure you get signed up ahead of the Game Week 3 deadline. Well, with that, I will leave you fine folks to enjoy the rest of your tinkering and I will see you next time.